Hello, bonjour. Welcome to Talking Racism with Dr. Manju Varma. Today, I have the pleasure of uh, having as a guest Mr. Mohammed Baga. He is the managing director of the St. John's Newcomer Center. This is uh, a center that is generically known as a settlement association. And that's what we're going to talk about today is kind of try to demystify uh, the steps that are involved when somebody arrives to Canada. Who exactly is a newcomer? How do we define a newcomer? How is an immigrant different from a refugee? There's been a lot of um, discussion lately with our uh, our Ukrainian newcomers who have arrived. And I know a lot of our audience wants to know how do we help people who have arrived and how do we uh, how do we in many cases ensure that they stay and make our province a more diverse place so uh, for those of you who have listened to other episodes you know I do or I try to do very little talking and I let my guests do most of the talking so Mohammed I'm going to pass it over to you maybe you can start with a little bit about who you are a little bit about the center and then we'll uh, you know we'll just have a conversation about how is the best way to inform New Brunswickers and our other listeners on what they can do, how they can help settlement um, organizations, and and what what is the work that you do? Thank you, Dr. Verma, for uh, uh, having me on your show. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. First, uh, I am very passionate uh, about uh, uh, anti-racism uh, so that every uh, person uh, whether it be a newcomer or not, uh, gets the best opportunity uh, and the best shot to live in a in, in a community that want to they want to call home in New Brunswick. Uh, secondly, I want to also say I'm very blessed to live in a province like New Brunswick, where we are actively talking about anti-racism and integration. So this brings me into um what uh, uh, it brings me to what a settlement agency is what the St. John newcomer center is since the St. John newcomer center as you rightly said is a newcomer settlement agency uh, that helps uh, newcomers to canada uh, uh, with their um, with, with with various different uh, uh, programs that will help ease their integration into the community and hopefully uh, ease uh, their uh, is their way into creating a better life for themselves and for their families, as they call uh, this community, Saint John, uh, Saint John, uh, their community uh, or the new home. One of the the, the, the challenges uh, uh, when newcomers uh, arrive into in, into a region is they ca- they come with very little understanding of culture. They come with very little understanding of uh, uh, the uh, norms that are uh, that are uh, quite uh, practiced. They are quite widely practiced within a, within a community, and this is where uh, there is a chance where racism can occur. So we want to ensure that we uh, help newcomers to get to, to make the best out of their situation. Uh, so that they can uh, uh, not face any any challenges uh, in in any aspect, including uh, any uh, systemic racism that may be present. So we try to look for things where we are uh, 
where, where we where, where we feel that uh, systemic racism may happen or uh, if it does exist. So, for example, uh, the St. John Newcomer Center has a podcast uh, uh, called Racialized 506, uh, where uh, folks can actually go and hear stories about newcomers and identify what newcomer, uh, it's an anti-racism podcast, actually, what, what, uh, where, where newcomers get an opportunity to speak about uh, uh, their uh, experiences uh, in, uh, in, in, our, in our community. Uh, from from various different perspectives, uh, we also have experts uh, lined up who come and speak about uh, some of the challenges uh, uh, that may face. So I think it kind of ties in really well uh, uh, with uh, how we can uh, create a better opportunity for everyone, for every New Brunswicker, because every newcomer is a New Brunswicker as well. Yes, yeah, I I really like that you underline that. So walk us through like. When 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 do you become part of the process? Like, do you actually show up at, uh, or did your office actually show up at the airport, for example? When and how do you know? How do you know to be there if that's the case? So settlement services actually uh, start even prior to arrival. Uh, so when when a newcomer, m- most of the time when newcomers uh, are moving to this uh, uh, region or this uh, province they get an opportunity to know that uh, uh, settlement services are available in some instances through some through various different immigration streams. Uh, in some instances, they, they have no idea uh, whether these services do exist. So, so it's a mixed match of, uh, of things. Uh, but once a newcomer does contact us, uh, we, start, uh, we start with the planning process. So we start uh, uh, providing services to newcomers in their home country uh, uh, knowing that what uh, are the necessities that they need to, uh, the, what are the necessities they need to do even prior to their arrival. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, prescription glasses is a very, uh, y- you cannot get prescription glasses in Canada without uh, uh, seeing an uh, ophthalmologist. Um, and right. um, it can take time uh, before uh, you can see an ophthalmologist. So if you, if newcomers do not have uh, prescription glasses or, or medication for the first few weeks, first for the first few months, or for the first few weeks, first month, uh, these are some of the things we advise that they need to kind of bring, uh, you know, that they need to prepare for uh, prior to their arrival. Uh, we also have uh, things like uh, uh, giving them uh, a heads up uh, through mentorship programs where we can connect them, when we can, where we can connect uh, newcomers with uh, with with locals, uh, so that they can uh, build a career into uh, their uh, in, into their planning process, rather than coming and waiting for weeks and months before getting to know the community. Uh, you know, we start the process right at the very beginning, connecting people, connecting newcomers. To, to locals. So for example, a, somebody who's an engineer in the home country will connect them to an engineer here uh, so that they can uh, start communicating and knowing what the process is of how to become an engineer uh, in, in Canada. What are some of the, the requirements and needed? This is what I say where racism can uh, racism can, can occur when, you know, uh, uh, and especially systemic racism can occur. Is when you are here, you don't know anybody, you go to somebody, uh, you don't know the systems, and all of a sudden, 
uh, because you look different or you have different qualifications, there's, um, you know, you are treated differently. So that's where uh, challenges can occur. So this is why settlement agencies and newcomer settlement agencies are so important because we try to connect to the, you to the right people and not to, to, to anyone. And there are challenges within our systems. Uh, uh, systems are complex. Uh, systems are, are, are meant, are, are developed for certain, in, 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 a, in a certain era, uh, uh, thinking of a certain era. Uh, in today's world where everything is open, wide open, uh, it is uh, it is not acceptable that we, we, we agree and accept to uh, the, the the areas where there was no internet or the areas where uh, things were different. Today most of the uh, most of uh, the the work that is uh, happening uh, Dr. Varma is uh, very similar qualifications are required to do this to to do a same uh, to do similar jobs across uh, the globe so if you are uh, uh if if you are an engineer in in dubai for example where you are designing buildings your, your buildings would be a little different in canada but they wouldn't be a whole lot different and are you are you seeing that are you seeing a reluctance to um and I guess reluctance would probably be the best word, the nicest word, and then maybe the most uh, negative word we could use is a refusal or even a, a racist approach that uh, credentials acquired elsewhere are not as good as they would be um, if they were acquired in Canada. Are you still seeing that? I, I think it's 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 a challenge uh, across the board. Uh, uh, in all regulated professions where uh, we are, things are getting better, but I think they could get a whole lot better uh, faster should uh, we want to make uh, good change, we, we, if you want to eliminate systemic uh, challenges. Uh, and I, I wouldn't go all the way and say systemic racism, but uh, uh, it's, 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 it's a systemic challenge that can lead to systemic racism. Mm -hmm. okay. Do you have some examples of, of changes you'd like to see? So one of the things uh, I I love to see is uh, the ease of uh, the the ease of understanding of the process of uh, credential recognition. So for example, having a clear pathway and clear view of uh, credential recognition in 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 any regulated profession, uh, uh, because th things are complex, things, you know, you have to go from one point to another point and then back to one point. Uh, it can be it can be challenging. Uh, it can be costly. Uh, it can be uh, difficult. I imagine it can be demoralizing. And it can be demoralizing as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so so that's one. The the second thing I'd like to really, really see is so it's so a clear information and then really working towards uh, seeing how we how the regulated professions can be easily uh, e easily accept uh, people of color, people who are, people of different uh, like easily accept uh, people who have the qualifications uh, that can work in those fields without uh, a, a whole lot of uh, challenges, and especially for those. Who are coming from 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 abroad, uh, and I'll, I'll also give you another example. Sure. Uh, yeah. 
and this is right in uh, within, within uh, a, a department of transportation licenses from some countries are accepted licenses from others are not accepted why is that mm-hmm. why is uh, that yeah why is that like mm-hmm. because people drive similar similarly in every part of the world like you know you either drive on the left side of the of the road or you drive on the right side of the road here in new country oh, so you're talking about just a driver's license just, sorry yeah. i thought you meant like a medical license or you're no. talking about just a very simple driver's license that's exactly correct yes so why are so, we accepting why are we accepting certain countries and why why are other countries not accepted that's that's a very good question and i'm i'm also thinking that the fact that we do only accept driver's license from certain countries mean that there's a process that we have to engage in to get those who are not accepted and that creates work and that creates backlog that's that's exactly what i'm getting to mm-hmm. so some some driver's license are are interchangeable yet for the first 6 months or the first 3 months of any visitor i'm not sure exactly what the timeline is in some provinces it's 3 months in some provinces it's 6 months i don't know what new brunswick uh, is If you have an international driver's license, you can drive. Yes, it's six months here in New Brunswick, and that's something that has confused me as well. So the first six months, anyone can drive, and then now what you're saying, I didn't realize this. I thought no one could drive after six months if they're here as a visitor. But you're saying that certain countries can continue to drive, and other countries suddenly cannot. That's correct. Yes, if you have a driver's license from certain countries, you can drive. From other countries, you cannot. And 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 yet you you can drive for the first 6 months yes no matter uh, what <laughs> no matter what so why is why is that yes okay it's a good it's a good question and and it's something so simple right a, a driver's license but that would really could hinder somebody finding work or participating even in the activities and the services that the center offers that's exactly correct so it it really does uh, create uh it limits the opportunity for newcomers to to Canada or newcomers to New Brunswick for them to be able to get uh the best opportunity that they can uh living in this province especially so knowing have, that this province is so rural have you pushed that with with authority figures or or with government i mean have you gotten a question or an answer on and that seems like a pretty straightforward question uh you know i i i haven't brought it up uh, to to uh, the authorities but uh this is something that does uh, pop up from time to time within within uh, newcomers arriving into a country uh when when people start uh, accessing services uh one of the things uh, all they always uh, look for is a place to stay uh and uh, like anybody else but uh, their options are so limited because they have to get through a bus uh, through the bus uh, route right and then uh, the second thing is looking for work where when they're looking for work they have to also be very mindful of where and how they where they can work and sometimes you know they would have to give up give away or give up opportunities to work in 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 this uh province because of a simple driver's license they can drive perfectly uh you know they may need uh, they may need uh, uh simple expectations for a driver's license the other thing is insurance 
if you're a newcomer to Canada, your insurance is through the roof. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's what, uh, Dr. Varma, I, I think what is happening is these are systemic challenges. These are systemic challenges mm-hmm. that can lead to racism. Right. And why why are these challenges so, why are these challenges, uh, you know, they're, they're visible, they're open, but yet nobody is really wanting to make any changes uh, to, to, to help uh, reach uh, the optimal, uh, the reach the optimal, reach optimal levels for newcomers or optimal people for uh, people Absolutely. who are moving into this. And it only doesn't, it, it also doesn't only impact newcomers, it also impacts those uh, who are in, um, uh, uh, who have, who have, who have grow, uh, grown up in other systemic challenges. Uh, within the province. So, you mm-hmm. know, people of, mm-hmm. as, and, and specifically, I'd say people of color. Okay. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's such a simple thing. And, and as you're pointing out, uh, the barriers could the, to, to more, more significant things like housing, like uh, employment. Are, are settlement uh, centers and associations, are, are they politically active? Like, do they do lobbying? Um, are they are they at the table when these decisions are made? So, so we, we don't actively lobby, but we do definitely bring uh, it to the attention of uh, the authorities when the challenge does uh, occur, uh, when when those challenges do occur. So, uh, through uh, the integration and settlement table, uh, uh, which is located, uh, which is housed at the New Brunswick Multicultural Council. Uh, that speaks with uh, all government departments. Uh, so we bring it to the to, to our umbrella organization, uh, and in the hopes that the umbrella organization will speak to the various different uh, uh, departments in government. We also do speak to government directly as well if challenges do if if challenges do show up, uh, okay. both at the at the provincial and federal level. Uh, but you know. Uh, it is uh, not very. Uh, it is not. It is not an active mandate of a settlement agency to lobby. Our, our what our mandate is is to help newcomers uh, get the best opportunity within our community. And when things do not go well, this is the time we raise uh, our concerns and uh, bring it uh, to the attention of our umbrella organization. And we'll speak to anybody and everybody we can to. We can to. Uh, to ensure some of the changes occur, uh, and we we have been very successful, uh, and the province the provincial government has been very help, helpful. For example, they brought in, uh, they they eased uh, uh, healthcare uh, access uh, to for international students mm-hmm. uh, who did not have healthcare prior uh, in in the prior years. So one of the things uh, d- during COVID, uh, uh, the provincial government you know uh, there was no they weren't asking for any there was no questions asked to access services uh yeah because we to access healthcare services for example healthcare is very very expensive in this part of the world and uh, and uh you know the most disadvantaged people uh accessing healthcare in my opinion are newcomers because mm-hmm. newcomers don't have uh, um a choice nobody has a choice but uh when uh, when when newcomers when you're new to Canada and you get sick, and you you know you don't have to think twice before going to the hospital. And unfortunately, that was happening. 
maybe this is a good place to maybe uh, to challenge some of those myths that I think people have. You know, um, that the idea that newcomers come, and when we say newcomers, we're talking about immigrants, we're talking about international students, and we're also talking about refugees, correct? Yes, and temporary foreign workers as well. And temporary foreign workers, thank you. And we're, uh, we're speaking of them as coming from another country. That's correct. Right? So a new co- if somebody was moving from Ontario, for example, to New Brunswick, they are not considered newcomers. Uh, unless, if they have, unless if they had moved uh, uh, in the recent past. Okay, from another and, country. Yeah, so there, okay. that would be a secondary migration into New Brunswick. So uh, okay. we are seeing, like for example, it's an international student who came, went to Ontario, uh, mm-hmm. came as a newcomer to Ontario, and then from Ontario they moved uh, to New Brunswick to, to, to come and uh, work here. So that would be considered, uh, that would still be considered a newcomer. Okay. Um, so there, I, I think it's fair to say that there are a lot of myths around services that the general public thinks that um, the newcomers get, regardless of whether they're refugees, immigrants, permanent residents. Um, and there's a lot of discussion or feelings that, you know, some of the things I hear is, well, they skip the line or they get better treatment. I think this is an opportunity for us to dispel some of those myths. So perhaps even let's just look at Medicare for a moment. Um, when somebody arrives, let's talk about international students. When they arrive, do they have Medicare right away or do they have their insurance when they first arrive? They are eligible for Medicare, but they have to go and apply for it. Okay. Um, and they should be here for more than a one year before they can apply. No, or no, they- no uh, their 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 permit should be more than one year. It should be valid for more than one year. Okay. And, and for example, if you're coming for a short course, then you are not eligible for Medicare. But if you're okay. coming for a full course, like a year or more, then you mm-hmm. will be eligible for Medicare. Yes. But you okay. have to actually go and you you have to go and apply and prove that uh, you have that capability. So you have to okay. go to, uh, like as, a, as an international student, they have to go to service New Brunswick. Like any New Brunswicker, they have to wait mm-hmm. in that line. Uh, right. they, they still have to go through all the processes. Plus they have to prove uh, that they are uh, here for more than one year. And then only will they be eligible. And yet- And, and they're eligible. The Medicare is only for them. Is that correct? Not for their family? Uh, their family would be eligible as well. As well, uh, okay. As, as okay. well, and anybody on that on that permit. But right. yet, uh, uh, there are um, like every New Brunswicker, they'll only be uh, eligible for the Medicare uh, uh, only, not for prescription drugs, and not for right. not for uh, uh, your eyeglasses or eyewear or anything else that is secondary insurance. And what I'm hearing as well from a lot of people I'm speaking to is it is taking incredibly long to get their Medicare. So I believe the service standard is six to nine weeks. Uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm hearing stories of students waiting six, nine months to get their Medicare. So in the meantime, if they do require medical help, they have to either pay it out of their own pocket with the hope that they're getting it back, um, that it's reimbursed, or they make the choice not to get medical help. Is that correct? 
I, I would say uh, I I can't speak about the timelines because uh, I we don't have an uh, an average of timelines here. Uh, mm-hmm. We haven't aggregated that here yet, but it is taking a long time. And okay. and, and as I said that uh, when um, uh, I, as I said earlier, people sometimes would uh, forego uh, to go to see a doctor because they don't know what the cost is going to be. Unfortunately, that yeah. is the reality. So Medicare, it definitely needs uh, a lot of work uh, to to get the newcomers uh, acquainted to it. And number two, have clear understanding and clear views of how to access Medicare when you don't have uh, a Medicare card. Uh, that is unfortunate. Uh, it is unacceptable and systemic. It's, uh, in my opinion, the systemic challenge that uh, is leading to uh, unintended consequences. Right, right. Yes, because we take that for granted, don't we? That, I mean, even right now with, with all the issues around healthcare um, and the long waiting times and all of the stresses around accessing healthcare for, for Canadians, for New Brunswickers, then to layer on top of that, that you have to actually engage in the process of getting those those protections in the first place and knowing how to do it doing doing it uh, probably in a language that's not your first language uh, going to a place you're not familiar with I mean if somebody asked me where you know where their local SNB office is I know but uh, you know I've, I've lived in the same city for decades so to be um, in a new place and as you said then trying to figure out for many people the bus schedule, or trying to get themselves to to the location is problematic as well. So, yeah, and that's just one one need, right? Then we have housing, then we have employment, and we know that those are fraught with uh, with challenges as well. So, where does a settlement agency? Where do you guys step in on all that? Well, we um, basically step in in every aspect uh, to help uh, uh, newcomers uh, to Canada make their life easier so you know uh, we urge newcomers uh, to see us prior to getting into some of those challenges uh, another area i can tell you uh, which can be challenging is uh, bullying at the school it's in schools right. it does happen yes it does uh, uh, and uh, uh, there's very very fine lines of what is mm-hmm. bullying and what is not there's a lot of microaggressions uh, that mm-hmm. go along, mm-hmm. uh, and I. Uh, this is one area. For example, we have the settlement workers in the schools. Uh, we, okay. we also we also have uh, settlement help uh, in the community. Uh, what we do here at the Saint John Newcomer Center uh, is we guide people. We don't. We uh, and what most settlement agencies do is guide newcomers. We we guide them to better integration. So it's a win-win situation for every New Brunswicker. Uh, if 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 uh, newcomers to Canada uh, are successful, they will contribute faster to our economy. They'll contribute faster to our society. They'll contribute better uh, to uh, create uh, opportunity for every New Brunswicker. So this is where settlement agencies come. Eventually, everybody will get through the system. It's not they won't. But mm-hmm. uh, the challenges uh, that they will face uh, to get to where they want to be, it's going to be longer. 
if they go by themselves. What the settlement agencies do is help them uh, guide through their uh, guide through their journey, through their uh, newcomer journey, or through the newcomer experience, uh, so that they don't go into that hoops. And and if do if challenges do occur, we would speak to the agencies uh, that are responsible. We will we will try and solve those challenges uh, for them, so that every newcomer and every mm-hmm. Brunswicker is. Uh, you know, comes out ahead on the other end. So can can businesses access your service? Like, for example, if there was a, a person who is listening to this podcast and they have a small business um, or, you know, they're their supervisor at a workplace and they think, oh, you know what, I think this would be very interesting information. Is that a service the settlement agencies offer? Well, they'll go into an organization and provide, I don't know, some diversity training or cultural competency training. Like what, what can the average person um, other than newcomers, what can the average New Brunswicker get from a settlement agency? Absolutely. Uh, uh, we uh, we work with employers and employers often call us uh, for diversity training uh, or cultural sensitivity training or cultural competency training. Okay. Uh, we also work with, uh, with, with employers from time to time if they're looking for talent uh, uh, and they want to hire people uh, really? For example, okay. there is a employment week coming up where we'll get uh, uh, a few employers pre- presenting to uh, uh, New Brunswickers, but also to newcomers to Canada, uh, showcasing uh, what the opportunities lie ahead for them uh, within the, within the, within their organizations. Uh, there is a talent shortage in North America right now, and. Uh, what yeah, we really is. we need to what what uh, many companies are doing is they are trying to f- uh, reach out uh, to uh, as many uh, uh, people as possible, uh, including newcomers. And I think that's going to be part of the solution, the immigration solution. Uh, mm-hmm. Canada has been a country of immigrants since since the very beginning, yes. and I think uh, I think it's not going it's not it's not going to end anytime soon. Uh, we have got lots more opportunities uh, in in this uh, part of uh, in in this part of the world in North America that I think we need to uh, uh, cre- create better uh, chances for anybody who wants to succeed. And I think this is where newcomers to Canada come into play. So one of the things I'll, I I I'd say, Dr. Verma, has been uh, clear and uh, it, it has been clear. Um, since I have been in this sector, is from day one, uh, most immigration, 90% of immigration is always driven through uh, economic streams. It is for the betterment yes. of, of New Brunswick and not the better. Uh, and in turn, newcomers to Canada also benefit. And mm-hmm. New Brunswickers benefit and Canadians, as, as Canadians, we benefit as well. Uh, and so immigration is really a win-win-win situation. Uh, it's win for economy. It's a win for for demographic uh, challenges that we face. Uh, it's it's a win for uh, uh, growth uh, for yeah. regions. Yeah. So and, and I guess that's uh, and this is where I guess we have to sort of think about issues of racism. Is you're absolutely correct. Um, you know, our we are a country excluding our our indigenous population. 
we're a country of immigrants, um, and we're actually experiencing here in New Brunswick a wave of immigration that we haven't seen since like the 1800s. And there is so much, so many benefits for on both. I don't even want to say sides. I guess it's just a holistic benefits for all of the population. Why do you think that there is a reluctance to encourage immigration, um, to accept immigrants at the general public? I'm not speaking about a policy level, but at the general public. And is that a reluctance that you see in your own work? And how do you deal with it? I think it's getting better. For, uh, in, uh, for firstly, I'd like to say it's getting better. Uh, uh, one of the things, uh, the you know, it's that myth uh, of uh, newcomers uh, to Canada are taking away our jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, newcomers to Canada are relying on the system. Uh, that's not true. Uh, we uh, we have seen data uh, of newcomers to Canada providing back uh, in Y1, uh, in, in year one of their arrival. You know, mm-hmm. they're, contributing, they're contributing to Texas already. Uh, uh, they're, they're, they're working in creating opportunities. In some instances, uh, uh, if there were no newcomers, those companies would have shut down because uh, they did not, uh, if they couldn't uh, continue find the labor force that they required, uh, they would have been, they had to uh, downsize or shut down in, in, mm-hmm. in, in, in its entireties, especially in some uh, uh, cities here in New Brunswick and in, in rural areas as well. Yeah. Uh, we, we have also seen demographic challenges. Uh, we have an aging population. Uh, we had seen, prior to COVID, we had seen uh, the highest out-migration of our youth uh, to larger mm-hmm. centers in central yeah. Canada and in Western Canada. But that is changing. That is slowly changing because what is happening is there's more vibrancy in our communities. Uh, and the different cultures, like you, uh, we we hosted, for example, the International Culture Fest a few weeks ago here in Yes, St. I was John. there. It was amazing. Yeah. And so it, much fun. And, and it clearly showcased the vibrancy of all those cultures. Uh, Absolutely. And, and this is why our youth should stay because, you know, uh, uh, our, our, uh, the, our community's face faces are changing. Today, mm-hmm. when you walk when you walk down on Main Street, or you walk uh, down in in any uh, in in any core of the urban centers, you will see different faces of uh, 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 from all over the world. Uh, this was not mm-hmm. uh, this was not the case even twenty years uh, thirty years yeah. ago in New Brunswick. So I think uh, there's a lot more work to be done. Uh, we're still not as diverse as where uh, I'd like to see us to be diverse. In my opinion, uh, every street, uh, wherever we are walking, anywhere in the Brunswick, we need to see uh, different cultures and uh, different vibrancy. Uh, but I think we are slowly getting there. You know, we are, we, are, we, are in the, we are in the right direction right now. So this really kind of helps uh, keep uh, our, our youth here. We have amazing universities. Mm-hmm. We have amazing post-secondary institutions. Why, uh, you know, we should be we should be doing more to uh, encourage international students, people from different cultures, to come to to this uh, part of the world. Uh, and frankly speaking, um, you know, uh, we have seen one of the best uh, opportunities 
times uh, uh, in in COVID, uh, where we we did really really well because you know we we looked after each other. Uh, we knew that uh, mm-hmm. we we are very um, fortunate and we are resilient people. So uh, New Brunswick has got an opportunity here that you know then we need to look at systems where there are challenges and how can we eliminate those challenges, make it easier, uh, remove all the systemic uh, barriers uh, that are leading to uh, uh, challenging times for everyone, not only newcomers, for every single group of people and especially for those who are uh, in in the minorities because I think this would really uh, bring an opportunity to to further the goals. Secondly, I would like to say is uh, in government, we need to see more uh, people of different uh, nationalities and different uh, different colors who are actually, uh, who can understand the cultures. Uh, so uh, focus on affirmative action. Now, we mm-hmm. there is an affirmative action plan planning process within, 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 uh, within government. Like if you do apply for a job, they, you know, you are asked for it, but I think that needs to be evaluated and seen how it can be improved upon because uh, it, it, it is getting better, but mm-hmm. we, are, we, are, we are still not there. In my yeah. opinion, we are, we are still we are still far behind uh, to when you when when you call uh, uh, when you call uh, uh, the government, you can you are only offered two languages right now, English and French, which are two official right. languages of New Brunswick. Uh, and that's great. But uh, let's say if you are a newcomer who doesn't speak those two languages, how, how about mm-hmm. ha- having somebody on, on the line who can speak the top five languages of New Brunswick? Yes. Yes, yes. Or even with all the technology we have right now, it, it does seem to be um, it, it does seem to be an easy thing to offer services in more than one language. And, and I think just seeing the faces, um, uh, you know, as you've pointed out, change happens. Change needs to happen at leadership as well. Um, I know I've been into your office and the number of nationalities um, represented just in your office uh, for somebody who's arriving as a newcomer, regardless of their status, to walk into your office at the center and see all the different faces and all the different backgrounds and experiences that the chances of finding somebody who can connect to their experience has got to be higher. I mean, that's, that's just math, right? Um, and I also do wonder about the quality of decisions that are made when, when the diversity around the table is large versus when there is very little diversity around the table. Like, what are the quality of the options that are brought up for any problem, any situation, and what is the quality of the solutions if everyone around the table has similar experiences? You're, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, um, as we, as we uh, create new, uh, new systems, and especially this is a great opportunity, opportune time again uh, mm-hmm. after COVID, where we have to rethink how we live. I, I, should, I shouldn't say after COVID, we're still in COVID, uh, but as, as we are uh, uh, going to be coming out of this pandemic, it, it's it's a great opportunity, a great time to rethink. Uh, let's not go back to the old. Let's go back. Let's make the old uh, the past uh, mm-hmm. and and the new uh, to be more inclusive. 
to be more uh, uh, to challenge ourselves that we make we, we when we make our decisions we need to think about diversity we need to think about inclusion we need to think about equity mm-hmm. uh, we really need to focus on getting every new Brunswicker ahead whether it be a newcomer or not so every new Brunswicker should have an opportunity so I feel uh, uh, the time is never better than now uh, because uh, we have to start to rethink about our systems regardless of whether we want to or we don't because mm-hmm. uh, and if we return back to the uh, the old uh, it wouldn't be as uh, it, it will not be uh, you know uh, it will it will not be uh, as relevant as it has been in the past uh, New Brunswick is growing uh, and I think what we need to do is we need to, to amplify that opportunity. And how can we amplify the opportunity is to include everyone uh, within, our, within this opportunity. So here's your chance. Right? As the managing director of a settlement agency, many of the settlement agencies I've spoken to um, are doing amazing work. With, uh, with what I see as limited resources, uh, you know, some of the miracles that, the, that your agencies pull off are, are astounding and, and certainly worth paying attention to. So here's your chance. Uh, what do settlement agencies need in order to, um, to bring our province to the future, uh, to bring our province into uh, a place where diversity is the norm? Visible diversity is the norm. Invisible diversity is the norm, um, where you can provide stellar services to ensure that newcomers are well-placed to contribute to our society, to our economy, as quickly as possible. What's on the wish list for the St. John Newcomer Center? So I think the first thing first, uh, I, I would... Uh, be- with the number of newcomers arriving and the number of newcomers that are uh, anticipated uh, and to help grow with uh, to help us grow uh, this province we need to have uh, you know we need to really invest into the settlement agencies i think uh, in strategic smart investment uh, from uh, every aspect uh, uh, is 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 important i think we really really need to look at how we can uh, find the best talent uh, that can help newcomers uh, succeed. Let's not mm-hmm. just tick boxes. Let's right. make a difference. And let's make a difference in both official languages of Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. I think one of the one of the things that we really, really need to work hard on is uh, getting uh, minority communities in the other official language to be able to succeed. And whether it be their children mm-hmm. or uh, it be themselves, uh, that they get an opportunity to 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 go and learn the other language. So right. that's my first wish: is let's uh, uh, invest smartly and let's invest strategically into this mm-hmm. in, 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 mm-hmm. into this service. My second wish list uh, in reality, my second wish list is make it easier for newcomers to come to to New Brunswick. M- make it easier for new Brunswick, uh, for newcomers to access services in New Brunswick like any other New Brunswicker. Let's not limit uh, newcomers uh, to, 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 to uh, limited services or to, to services 
that would uh, require more effort and create more challenges. Classic example, I'll, I'll give, give you a, the, yeah, give me an example. I'll, classic example, I repeat this, driver's license. Mm -hmm. Make it easier for every New Brunswick to, uh, for every New Brunswick car to drive. Right. Don't don't uh, don't differentiate between a newcomer from a different country to uh, uh, that the, they have to wait for uh, that they have to uh, sometimes wait for a for an entire year in, in some instances in some instances uh, have to uh, uh, take the exams and go through all these hoops to, to mm -hmm. be able to to drive. Uh, let's uh, let's make it so. That's my second wish. Make it easier for New Brunswick for anybody who wants to come to New Brunswick, so they can come to New Brunswick. Uh, uh, let's lobby together to the federal government to, to get more seats for newcomers uh, so that they can choose uh, a province. Number three, make it uh, easier for settlement agencies to help uh, newcomers with the integration process. Okay. Uh, and, and this is what, uh, what I would say is uh, provide uh, settlement agencies uh, M more uh, lexic, uh, more uh, capacity to uh, pro provide services that they would like to with uh, with with provincial and federal funds. Right now, we are so limit we are so limited uh, to to certain areas of integration, but then we can only do so much. Uh, I would also like to see uh, anti-racism funding and mm -hmm. uh, Heritage Canada funding go to newcomer centers uh, where we can celebrate uh, cultures where we mm -hmm. can promote anti-racism. Uh, like give us a bigger mandate, you know, hold us accountable mm -hmm. and uh, let, let us do, uh, let us contribute positively because I think uh, settlement agencies of the past uh, should be different than the settlement agencies of the future. The settlement agencies of the future, as I said, this is an opportune time. Mm -hmm. uh, we are helping with uh, integration services. Uh, we are we are contributing to so many things within our community: the health, uh, economic health uh, as well, social yeah. uh, determinants of health as well. So give us that opportunity where we can we can make the best out of uh, uh, the services that we can provide with the right talent. Uh, so. If if, if, I, if I were to if, if I were to say uh, one thing is investment mm -hmm. investment investment. <laughs> okay, and I mean your passion. You you introduced yourself as saying that you're passionate about this topic, and and uh, your passion is is certainly showing through. Um, if it's okay, so if someone's listening right now and and they're caught in caught up by by the passion that you're exhibiting and they want to come and help with a settlement agency, can they do that? And how do they do that? Absolutely. Uh, so in whichever community you are in in New Brunswick, uh, if you look up for your for, for a multicultural association or a newcomer center, uh, we are called with uh, various different names right. uh, uh, within within the region. Or if you just type in uh, if you go to uh, the uh, GNB website uh, under population growth, you'll see all the settlement agencies located there as well. Uh, contact us. Uh, we have lots of volunteering opportunities uh, for the for the general public uh, to get engaged uh, with, uh, where they can work, uh, they can help newcomers uh, with uh, various uh, different programs. 
for example, we have uh, language conversational groups, both in English and French, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. where you can uh, work with newcomers uh, to converse uh, with newcomers uh, uh, in, in, in the local lingo. I think that's one of the most important aspects uh, uh, and one of the most systemic barriers is when you mm -hmm. can't speak the language in the way we speak the language. As yes. Say. Yes. So, so, so that's one. Uh, the second area is we have a one-on-one -on -one as well, where, for example, you can uh, connect. Uh, uh, where this is, I'm talking about the Saint John Newcomer Center, uh, particular one-on-one, -on -one where we connect you to a newcomer, where uh, where a newcomer is connected to a local, where they can get an opportunity to ask anything that they want, uh, and and get the, the information, but also at the at the same time make that acquaintance, make that. Uh, um, uh, understanding of uh, the local uh, the, the local community. We have festivals from time to time. We have lots of volunteering opportunities at those festivals as well. Uh, we have uh, office work, front desk work. Uh, if you're looking for some experience uh, to work in a different cultural perspective, they can you know we can get the volunteers help out uh, with, uh, with with various uh, office work as well uh, and. The other thing is also volunteer to help uh, uh, in the course itself. Uh, we mm -hmm. have, for example, a scholarship fund, right? Uh, we, we, uh, we raise money for scholarship uh, so that uh, a newcomer in need uh, can go to post-secondary education. You can be part of the fundraising committee. You can be part of various other committees that we have. Uh, lots of, uh, it's, it's, it's a magical moment, I should say. Uh, working at volunteering at the St. John Newcomer Center or at the settlement mm -hmm. agency in general because right. the world comes to you uh, right in your own community. So you don't have yeah. to experience a different culture. Uh, mm -hmm. In fact, you will experience multiple cultures in one small space. Uh, Amazing. You know, Amazing. Yeah, so, so yeah. uh, as uh, you know, people, and, and I'll just throw this out, it's a, you know, it's a Disney thing. Uh, they say it's, it's a magical world out there. I'd say it's a magical <laughs> world out here at, uh, uh, at, 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 at your settlement agency. That's amazing. That sounds like a great place to end this conversation. But before I do, before I thank you, Mohammed, do you want to repeat your podcast for people who are listening? Um, and maybe so they can, any, is your, where is your podcast available? So the podcast's name is Racialized 506. So racialized as in uh, racial. Uh, mm -hmm. living living is racialized and 506 is our area code for New Brunswick. Yes. Uh, the podcast is available in uh, in any place where you would access your podcast. Uh, so for example, if you go to Spotify or uh, Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, it's it's wherever you get your podcast, you should be able to uh, get the, that podcast. We are going to be releasing the second season uh in september uh okay. so uh stay tuned for that but the first season is up all there uh for you to for you to listen to uh if you need more info once you read uh, once you listen to the podcast and if you need more information if you want to connect uh, with us uh, please email us at welcome at sjnewcomers.ca uh, or call us at 1-506-642-4242 uh, and we will be glad to connect with you to answer any questions. Uh, we also would like to say that uh, 
if you are interested in future podcasts or want to be part of a podcast, uh, if you're a newcomer or even a local, uh, mm-hmm. even in, uh, regardless of who you are, if you want to be part of the the podcast or if you want to join in, uh, this is a live podcast. So basically, it's not it's, it's a conversation between many people uh, right. rather than one. So you know we can also share the link with you or guide you how you can join in. That's awesome. I've attended a couple of your uh, podcasts, and uh, the one uh, one that sticks in mind is the conversations with media. Um, I found it fascinating, and it made me think of media in in a different way that I hadn't before. So they are certainly learning opportunities, and uh, and really well done. So I encourage any of you to to listen to uh, to the podcast as well. Thank you so much, Mohammed. Um, as I said, with with the arrival of the Ukrainians and then with, and with Afghans just before that, and you know a few years ago, Syrian refugees, and the increase in population uh, in New Brunswick. Like I used to know every East Indian in New Brunswick. I would see somebody and say, "Oh yeah, I know them." And now I, I see people and I have no idea who they are, which is which is great in one way because it says you know all the numbers are going up. But it also makes challenges for community building. So um, thank you for sharing, you know, some of the things that's, that uh, settlement agencies do, what we can do to ensure that these services continue. And I really love what you said about we, you know, we need to rethink this. We we need to move into the future and not rely on an old model. And there is a saying that uh, you shouldn't waste a good crisis. COVID was definitely a crisis. And uh, so, yeah, let's not waste it. Let's let's move forward and, and learn from some of the things that we had to do while we were, uh, you know, in, in the lockdown situations at the beginning of COVID. So thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, taking your time. And you're just back from vacation. So I'm sure there's a lot that you have to do. So the fact that you took an hour or so out of your time, I really appreciate that. It, it, it was a re- re- real pleasure, Dr. Varma, having uh, to be here on your show. Uh, and I hope uh, uh, your viewers get some uh, uh, good uh, insights into what settlement agencies do. So thank you so much for having me. I'm sure they have. uh, Thank you. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, Very much appreciated. Uh, This is actually our last episode before our final episode, which will be when I release the report uh, that I've been asked to do by the government of New Brunswick. So we're going to take a few months off, but uh, stay tuned because our final episode will be a discussion about the report. And I'm looking forward to that. Thank you very much. And uh, I hope everyone has an awesome week.